0: Well, we're going to talk about a super deep, actually it's brilliant, Disney animated movie. Okay, stay with me, it's going to be awesome. We are going to talk about the movie Inside Out. Oh, yay! Okay, good. Uh, This movie is about a girl named Riley and all that goes on inside her head. So let's take a look at that first clip. Do you ever look at someone and wonder, what is going on inside their head? Well, I know. I I know Riley's head. Amazing. Just Riley and me, forever. (laughs) Mm, For 33 seconds. I'm sadness. Oh, hello. I'm Joy, so... Can I just... If you could... I just want to fix that. (laughs) Thanks. And that was just the beginning. Headquarters only got more crowded from there. Very nice. Okay, looks like you got this. Very good. Oh, that's turn! Her, her. Oh, look out! That's fear. He's <laughs> really good at keeping Riley safe.
1: Easy, easy, huh?
0: back. Oh, we're good. We're good. Oh, Thank you. Thank you very much. And we're back. <laughs> There go. All right, open. Hmm, this looks new. Make it safe. What is it? Uh... Okay, caution. There is a dangerous smell, people. Hold on. What is that? This is disgust. She basically keeps Riley from being poisoned, physically and socially. That is not brightly colored or shaped like a dinosaur. Hold on, guys. It's broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Yucky. Yes! Well. I just saved our lives. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. Riley, if you don't eat your dinner, you're not going to get any dessert. Wait, did he just say we couldn't have dessert? That's anger. He cares very deeply about things being fair. So that's how you want to play it, old man? No dessert? Oh, sure. We'll eat our dinner right after you eat this! (laughs) Riley, here comes an airplane. Oh. Airplane. We got an airplane, everybody. It's pretty brilliant, actually, right? Doesn't it make you think about what's going on inside of your brain? So it all starts out, and we see the girl Joy. Her name is Joy. She's the only one that God had put in there. Okay, so there's this brand new baby born and God put one little person in there, the little person with the blue hair, and her name is Joy. And that's all that's in there. And then, very quickly, life happens, right? And enter sadness and anger and disgust, who's hilarious. If you have a teenage daughter, you're like, I recognize that one, actually, yeah. And then, of course, fear. So I was actually reading about what you're afraid of when you're born. And they actually say when you're brand new born, a newborn baby, you're only afraid of two things. You're afraid of loud noises and falling. And the rest of it you learn. See, we don't come out not trusting people or worried about what people think. We don't come out afraid of this world and what might happen. We learn all of that, unfortunately, from our environment, right? Or the people that we're around. Everybody right now in this world is learning fear, right? Because they're just being fed it constantly. Fear, fear, fear. If you go out there in the world, you can see who's feeding themselves with fear. And that saying, you are what you eat, does not just apply to food. It applies to whatever you're feeding yourself on right? So whatever you're putting in is what you're going to get out. Pastor Juergen says it all the time. He says, your inside world reflects your outside world. And actually, that's kind of awesome because that's how God made us. That's how we're supposed to operate. But we got to be really careful about what's going in, right? So the title of my message is living from the inside out. So I believe in this movie, Joy, the blue-haired girl, represents not just the soul of this person, but she really acts like the Holy Spirit inside of us. See, there's a scene in this movie where Riley's day is not going the way it's supposed to go. I know none of you can relate to a day not going the way it's supposed to go, right? But in this scene, you get a glimpse of what's happening in her brain. And you can see that all the emotions are trying to be in charge. They're all trying to go in front of that control panel and be the dominating thought. Because whatever is her prominent thought is the way her life, her emotions, and her day is going to go. Right? So Proverbs 4.23 tells us, above all else, guard your heart for everything. Say "everything." everything. Everything you do flows from it. Proverbs twenty seven nineteen says, imagine like looking down into a pond of water. It says, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. I mean, the Bible's making it really plain for us, okay? All of life flows from within. Your thoughts create your words, your words create your actions, and your actions create your life. Right? Psalms 20, verse 4 says, God wants to give you all the desires of your heart. He wants to make all of your plans succeed. So I was like, whoa, I better make sure the desires of my heart and all of my plans are good plans. Right? So we're going to talk about a few things today that I want to make sure we're all putting in so we can get out what we want to get out. All right? Are we good? Thanks for putting my sparkly cup up here, Allie. Okay. Okay. All right, number one. I think the first thing we need to do is make sure we put the Holy Spirit in here. What's cool is we've already got it, we just need to listen to it, right? Okay, my husband loves his GPS, okay? And I get it, I use mine too, because I like to put the address in and then see what the ETA says and then see if I can beat the ETA, right? (laughs) So that's actually what I do. But Charles pretty much uses it all the time. Which I, if I, I find that very annoying, okay? It's always on. Like, I'm trying to talk to him in the car and he's like, hold on, hold on, wait. She's saying something. Just shh. Yeah. I mean, we've lived in San Diego for almost 20 years. He should know where things are, right? He should know where things are. And besides, he has me. I keep telling him all the time, I'm blonde star, okay? I have a really good sense of direction and I know where everything is. Just listen to me and it'll be fine. But unlike his GPS, his GPS has a female British accent, okay? She doesn't criticize his driving uh she doesn't talk too much and she doesn't get distracted when she's giving him directions okay she doesn't do any of those things what she does is provide wise simple concise directions if there's a hazard our gps warns us whoa hold on there's a hazard ahead of you right it says hey the way you're going might take you longer than you expected so if you don't want to go that way here's three other ways that you can go but it's your choice I mean, your GPS kinda knows everything, right? So as annoying as I think it is that he uses his GPS all the time, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me we should all use the Holy Spirit like Charles uses his GPS, okay? (laughs) Right before Jesus left earth to go back to heaven, he said, I'm going to give you the greatest helper. John 14, 16 says, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Interesting. Because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he dwells within you and will be with you. I was like, wow, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and the world doesn't get to hear it as clearly as the rest of us do. That speaks to what's going on in the world right now, doesn't it? We need more of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth in the world right now. The Bible says we can rely completely and confidently on the Holy Spirit, not just when we feel like it, not just when we think to listen, but confidently and completely we can trust it. That's amazing news. I mean, we don't have to lean on our own understanding, right? The Holy Spirit is always there. He is our greatest helper. I know in my personal life, the Holy Spirit has shaped my life. The Holy Spirit is what told me I was going to marry Charles. The Holy Spirit is what I have used to, to raise and discipline and shape my children, who were awesome, by the way. And the Holy Spirit like drops knowledge far more wiser than anything I can come up with when I'm sitting and talking to somebody, right? There are times when the Holy Spirit says, hey, you need to shut your mouth and stop talking and maybe listen a little bit more. I'm still working on that one. Don't even stand up, it's not a good (laughs) idea for you. So the amplified version of the Bible says the Holy Spirit is described as a comforter, a helper, a counselor, an intercessor, a strengthener and an advocate. What an incredible gift we have. Okay, I like anybody else love self-development. I love self-help books, I love self-help seminars and all the thinking. I mean, we kind of have to love it because actually the principles that work came from the Bible anyway, right? But people spend crazy money going out to these seminars and listening to a man give them wisdom on how to live life, which actually I love, like go do all those things. You should prosper in all things. However, don't do that and then underutilize the greatest free gift that God has ever given us, right? In the Holy Spirit. So how do we live our best life? By putting the Holy Spirit inside so it can come out, all right? Okay, number two thing that we need to put in. He gave us the Bible, okay? Listen, God knew that social media was going to be a thing, okay? He knew we were going to look at somebody's highlight reel when we weren't having the best day and compare ourselves, right? God knew 2020 was going to happen, okay? He knew we were going to face thoughts and fears that many of us have never faced before, right? And here's the thing. You can't go buy a TV, a phone, a car, anything without a manual, okay? How many of you are like me and never read the manual, Yeah, all the fun people don't read the manuals. It's true. (laughs) It's true. But here's the thing. We might be fun, but we are not saving ourselves any time, okay? Really, we just get frustrated because then things are not working right, and we don't know how to do the things because we haven't read the manual, right? Like the interior lights of the truck that I have been driving, I can't seem to figure out how to turn the interior lights on because I didn't read the manual. I'm sure it's something super simple like a little knob or something, but I like we're all looking for our stuff in the dark. It's so dumb. And like... I'm making my life more difficult than it should be because I didn't take the time to read the manual. So God was like, okay, I got you. I'm gonna leave you an instruction manual for life, okay? He wants us to operate at the highest level, maybe avoid some of the traumas or the choices that we make that lead to pain. We don't have to do that if we know what this world says, okay? Many of you know that when things aren't going awesome, there's this little voice that all of a sudden shows up, right, and says things to you like, I knew we weren't gonna get that job. We're just not good enough. You know, see, I knew that person was gonna let you down. That's what always happens. There's probably some ladies that have seen the Cherish promo and there's a little whisper saying, oh, I wanna go, but no, I probably shouldn't go to that because I'm not like them and I don't know anybody and they're not gonna accept me. But you know what, those whispers are lies. That is the devil. There's a reason why we call him the greatest deceiver. We need to tell those little whispers to go back where they came from. Okay, that is why you have to know the promises in this book so you can recognize those voices and go, wait, hold on a minute, I'm a child of God. So if he gave his life for me, then whatever this manual says applies. I am blessed going in and blessed going out. I prosper in all things. I can do anything because he gives me strength, right? I have favor to increase daily. That is just some of the things that this word says. So what are we confessing? Are we confessing the word of God over our life? Or Are we confessing what maybe a dysfunctional parent spoke over us? Are we confessing the word of God? Or are we confessing our own doubts and our own fears? The Bible says, out of our heart, the mouth speaks. So when we're squeezed, that's what's going to come out, right? So we have to meditate on it day and night. God says that because I think he knew we were going to need it day and night, right? We got to sing a couple amazing songs from our new Awaken worship album. No big deal. Just like number one on the charts for, I don't know, a week, two weeks, something like that. And uh, if you have not yet downloaded it, it needs to be the anthem playing in your heart. Download it tonight. You need to play it in your car. You need to play it in your house because you need to get it in your head and then it'll get in your heart. Okay, every time I listen to it, something new speaks to me. Like I'm like, oh, that's my new favorite today. You know, the song of heaven says, the sound of heaven, excuse me, says when you speak, my whole world is clear. So when God speaks, whether it's from the Holy Spirit, whether it's from this book that you're reading, whether it's from a pastor on stage, whether it's from your connect group, then all of a sudden we get a peace that surpasses all understanding. But we can't, that peace has a harder time getting in when we let anger and fear and confusion be our dominating thoughts. You see, the Bible wants to protect us from those thoughts. So when those thoughts come in, because they're going to come in, then we have a choice. We get to decide what we're going to do. Do we treat those thoughts like company or like an old friend? Oh, come on in. Have a seat. Can I get you a drink? Stay a while. Do we let them sit at our table and occupy this precious space? Because see, what happens when we let them in is that we start really listening to them. And then we start agreeing with them, right? And then those things that are not true become strongholds. And that's what actually starts driving your life. See, in the movie Inside Out, anger and fear are speaking so loud that it's the only thing that Riley can hear. And it talks her into running away. So when you're going through the hard, the Bible says, and and the Bible says we will, right? It's going to happen. We need to know what the Word of God says so we can capture that thought. It literally, like, it's so simple, but this is what I do. When it comes in, I imagine it going into, like, this little box. And I go, "Um, does this line up with what the Word of God says? And if it does... Oh, welcome, you get to stay. And if it doesn't, bye, you're out. It's so simple, right? So Psalms 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So we've been given a light to illuminate our feet so we don't stumble or fall or trip over anything. And we've been given a, a lamp to light up the path we're supposed to go. So we know exactly what we're supposed to do. I mean, what a gift That is so incredible. If you are here and you're new and you don't have a Bible, we'll get you one tonight, okay? Because you need to have this manual and let it go inside so your outside world can look like it's supposed to, okay? All right, number three, the people in our life. Let's roll another clip. What is your problem? Just leave me alone. Sir, reporting high levels of sass. Take it to DEFCON 2. You heard that, gentlemen. DEFCON 2. Listen, young lady, I don't know where this disrespectful attitude came from. You want a piece of this, Pops? Come and get it! Yeah, well, well... Here it comes. Prepare the foot. Keys to safety position. Ready to launch on your command, sir. Ah! Just shut up! Fire! That's it. Go to your room. Now. Ah! foot is down. The foot is down. Yeah! Good job, gentlemen. That could have been a disaster. Well, that was a disaster. Right? It's like the best movie. I mean, the best part of the movie. I was like, whoa, I think they were in the floor House when they filmed that movie. That was too good. I had to find a way to fit that one in. okay hold on i lost my place all right here we are all right so god has given us the holy spirit he's given us he's given us his word and now he's also given us the option of wise counsel okay sometimes just like that scene there are people that are going to have a different perspective from us but that's okay, that's awesome, because it sharpens us, right? The Bible says iron sharpens iron. And I think sometimes we hear that and we think, oh yeah, totally, that's for our emerge men. That's like a guy thing. But actually, that's not true. It's in your marriages, your friendships, the leaders that God has put into your life. And sometimes they're sparks when iron is sharpening iron. Sometimes the conversations are not always easy, but I would not be standing up here today. I would not have the marriage that I have. I would not have the houses that we bought this year. I would not have the wisdom that I have without leaders in my life that would be brave enough to come to me and say, hey, I kind of see a lid over your life. Can we talk about it? You know, hey, I saw how you responded in that conversation how you doing, something's going on, right? They were brave enough to come and talk to me about those things, and they were available when I needed to have somebody and come talk to. So who are you surrounding yourself with? The world tells you, and this is correct, that you will be in five years the people you associate with and the books that you read. So who are your people? Proverbs 11:14 says, where there is no wise counsel, the people fall. But in the abundance of wise, godly counselors, there is victory. Verse 18 even says the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 19:20 Listen to the counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction that you may be wise in the time to come. Proverbs 20:15-22 20, Without consultation and wise advice, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors they are established and they succeed. I mean, let's be really I mean Proverbs, just read Proverbs and you'll have all the things, right? <laughs> Um, Okay, so I know that if you've been here for any length of time or even been in church, you're like, yes, totally, absolutely, I hear you, absolutely, you're right. But it's easier said than done sometimes, right? So let me make it really plain, okay? If I want to learn how to play football, yes, it's going to be interesting. And I have a pro football player standing right here in front of me, okay? but right over here, I have the pro football player's grandma, okay now she is an expert you guys she has watched every game she understands every play she has read about everything she can explain the whole thing to us frontwards and backwards but she's never actually done it okay there's no Super Bowl ring on her finger okay who should I ask to teach me how to play the pro right I should ask the pro everyone's like well duh because he has the experience, he has the firsthand knowledge, he's made mistakes, he's gotten knocked down, he's got back up, but he now has success in this area. That is what it means when the Bible's talking about inspect the fruit or the fruit on the tree. That is what that is. But some people are still going to go ask grandma because she's cute and she's sweet. And she's probably going to say, oh, honey, it doesn't matter that you're 5'3 and you don't know how to throw a ball. You can do it. Like chase your dreams, you know. That's probably what a good grandma should say. But that's not wise counsel. I mean... It's so silly and simple, but we totally do this, right? We ask the wrong people because sometimes what we're really looking for is for someone to amen what we're already doing right somebody to agree with you yeah yeah uh, yeah that's a good idea go for it and here's the thing guys wise counsel doesn't mean that they're not going to agree with you lots of times when you go to wise counsel they're going to amen it and now you've got somebody on your team so it's even better right i mean like this is so many scenarios like there's a cute guy here at church and you're like oh okay he just asked me out on a date what do I do? Do you go and ask your girlfriend probably and your bestie what to do? I mean, because I'm kind of guessing that her filter is probably the same as yours, right? Like, okay, let me think. He's cute. And um, he's in church. Check, done. Like, I, I mean, go for it, you know, but I don't think that that's enough wisdom to make really good decisions. So Charles and I get asked questions all the time and we love it. Like, Like, should I ask her out? Should I move? Should I start a business now? Should I wait six months? Should I change jobs? Should I buy this house? Like, I love those questions. It's wise counsel, and it's amazing. You want to know what else I would love to be asked, though? I would love to be asked, hey, what do I need to work on so I can make myself attractive to the right person? or to the right employer, or maybe even to the property manager of the house that I'm trying to rent, right? That's the right way to ask a question. Or let me just pose this this way. When should you go to premarital? I'm gonna solve a bunch of problems right now, okay? You go to premarital before you get engaged, right? (laughs) Right, right, right? I see all these amazing premarital people here. I'm sorry, that's totally our fault as a church. We call it premarital. We should call it pre-engagement. But I just wanted to throw that out there while I had a chance. We wanna save you, and we wanna build you up, and we wanna help you. That is what wide counsel is. I saw a guy wearing a shirt yesterday, and it said, self-made. And I thought, okay, well, that's one way to do it. But true success, in business, in life, in ministry, in marriage, in friendship, in all the things, is actually when you're under submission to a greater submission to someone that wants the best for you. Someone that wants you to prosper in all things, right? God's instructions are so simple. It doesn't mean they're always easy, but they are simple. See, we've just gone through like two years of an interesting struggle. Charles was diagnosed with cancer this past year, and I had a choice every day fear or faith. Sometimes there was both, if I'm honest. And every time those thoughts of fear and doubt came in, I had to tell myself that I have to choose to put those thoughts in that little box that I talked about, right? And I would say, Holy Spirit, is this thought from you? Does this line up with what the Word of God says? And I would Thank God that I had already put some deposits into my heart and into my mind. My faith bucket was like already kind of full when I needed it most, thank God. But I had moments when I probably let those thoughts come in longer than I should have. We would have a little pity party, you know, with those thoughts because I let them stay longer than I should have. And I'd be like, geez, God, why is all this happening to us? Because like at the same time, we had to move out of our house and buy a house and and we found one and it was perfect and we qualified for it and we loved it and then it didn't work out. And then we found another one and we were like, okay, this is the one, it's better, it's all gonna work out. Nope. House number three we were like, oh, okay, we are gonna take communion. We're gonna pray for this house. We're gonna march around this house. I mean, I don't know how we didn't get the cops called on us, okay? They didn't live there, so I'm not that crazy, but I was still expecting neighbors to be like, what the heck is going on out there? And that one fell through too. So I would be like, geez, God, like I'm frustrated and I'm getting weary And I'm getting disappointed. And then the whole world shuts down from a pandemic, you know, and then the banks shut down. So now there's nothing we can do. Guess what though? That's when we got the contract on the house. When everything looked impossible. When everything looked, because I kept my thoughts and I kept my heart and I kept everything in the right place. Because his ways are not my ways. See, he was building something in me, in us. He was like, Do you trust me? You can trust me. And I think there's people in here tonight that are saying, I hear you, I understand, but I don't know if I can trust God. And that's real. And you know what, that's okay. Because I'm up here telling you that when it happened to me, I had to remind myself of the promises that God had already given me. I had to remind myself that this word says, don't let your heart be troubled. I had to remind myself that I had wise counsel. So I could call people on those really hard days and they would say, no, healing is your portion. They would say, you've sown and you're gonna reap what you have sowed. They would say that God has supplied all of my needs and all of those things were actually the truth. So if you're sitting here and you're like, yeah, I wanna change what's going on in my outside world, then the good news is all you gotta do is change what's going on in your inside world. So I want to encourage you to just invite God into every part of your life. There's a there's a really powerful scene in the movie where Joy is um, helping Riley finish the day, and she's and Riley starts going to sleep and she starts having dreams and and uh, Joy is watching and she's like, oh, the dream all of a sudden turns into like a nightmare and she's doing everything she can to fix it because the thoughts that are going through her head are not good and finally as a last resort, she goes over and like pulls the plug out and it just goes blank and her words are, we're not gonna let the day in like this. It's so beautiful because that's how God is. He says no matter what's happening around you or even what you've done, this is not how it has to end so if everything in our life comes out of our heart let's invite god into every part of our heart sound good so in a few minutes i'm going to ask a few people to stand up i want to ask you to stand up if number one you've never invited god into your heart and you know that you need your outside world to look different so now you know that your inside world needs to look different when you invite god in there he brings like a whole janitorial cleaning crew and he can help you clean it all up okay or if you're here and you're like I've done that already but my outside world is still not right I want to actually give him every part of my inside every thought everything I've kept hidden everything that I didn't think he was ready to fix he's ready for all of those parts for you today and then number three if you're in here And you're thinking about all the things that are happening inside your brain. And you know, I have some thoughts that need to shift. I have some things that I've let stay at my table too long. I've had some things that I've invited in for too long. And today is the day that they need to go. If you are any of those three things, I would like you to be brave. And I would like you to stand up right now. Thank you, Jesus. amazing yeah I would be standing too I'm standing here with you so first things first if you're here and you have not yet if you're standing because you know you want to accept Jesus you want to let him come into every single part of your heart this is gonna be an amazing day for you. This is the moment where everything starts to shift and he starts sweeping things out and he starts changing what's inside and you're gonna start seeing things change on the outside. So we're gonna say a prayer, it's gonna be super simple because everybody's gonna pray it with, with you, okay? So go ahead, everybody in this room, repeat after me. You ready? Dear Heavenly Father, I want my outside world to reflect my inside world. So please come into my heart today. Thank you for what you did for me on the cross. Forgive my sins. Be the loudest voice in my life. Heal me, lead me. I trust you and I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now before we close, I wanna pray over everyone tonight. I'm very proud of all of you that are standing up. Just take a moment and think about in your heart what you need to shift. In your heart, in your mind, the things that you're gonna lay down tonight and you're not gonna walk out of those doors and allow those same things to be to come in and steal a moment of your precious heart, a moment of your precious time. So go ahead and put your arms out like you're gonna receive and I'm just gonna pray for you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, that you created us to live a life full of joy, a prosperous life, a life full of promises, a life full of all the things that you had destined to do for us the moment we were born. So in the name of Jesus right now, I rebuke any agreement that we have made with the spirit of shame, with the spirit of depression. I speak to suicidal thoughts that I hear right now in the name of Jesus, and I silence you right now in the name of Jesus. THERE'S A SPIRIT OF REBELLION ON SOME OF YOU, AND WE BREAK THAT RIGHT NOW. WE THANK YOU, GOD, THAT THAT IS GONE. ANYTHING UNDER THE POWER OF MY VOICE THAT IS NOT OF YOU, GOD, IS GONE RIGHT NOW IN THE NAME OF JESUS. AND I SPEAK TO FEAR fear. You think you have these people, but you have no authority in here anymore. I break fear over their minds, over their spirits, over their heart, and over their future. I say that anything that you have stolen will already be restored. I thank you, Jesus, that the loudest voice we're going to hear from now on is the voice of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, that every voice that comes into our minds and into our hearts must come under the authority of your word. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that our spirit is a power, love and of sound mind. We thank you that we will prosper in all things in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.